What is a monetized mindset? How does it impact your financial security? How does that help you deal with what happens when what happens happens? Welcome your host, Bart Merrill. All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Monetize Your Mindset podcast. This is where we talk about what do you like to do? What do you need to do? What are you already doing? Can you monetize it? Or better yet, let's monetize it. Let's create financial security by monetizing what you already know. First off, I want to promote my event that is coming up August, not August, we're way past August, October 26th. It's at the Megaplex Theaters on Geneva in or basically Orm, Utah, but it's actually called Vin- Vineyard. And it'll be from 9 in the morning till 5 p.m. And we'll go all day. And this is turning your interest into income. So it's creating a, a stream of income from stuff that you already do, stuff that you already know, stuff that you may want to know or need to do. It's going to be a roll your sleeves up, make lists, make to-do lists, make ways to to turn your interest into a stream of income. This isn't a warm, fuzzy, get in touch with your feelings event. It's going to be an awesome event where you can interact with many people doing many different things. We're going to have me and two other presenters. We're at least two other presenters. We're going to have a panel from of people from different walks of life. One is a horse trainer. One is a manifestation queen, Miss Kelly K. Walker. The horse trainer is Sydney Jackson. We're going to have Carolyn Blossel, who is an investor, a real estate investor. We're going to have Keith Crossley, that is a restaurateur, and he's going to tell you how he transitioned from seven years in corporate to owning restaurants, owning real estate, doing stuff. And he has some very good insights. Really, all of these ladies are really terrific ladies and men. Sorry, Keith. All these ladies and men are really great presenters and they have really good ideas and really good value that they can share with you. Go to monetizeyourmindset.com, pick up your free side hustle cheat sheet and see it. then go to the next page and see if the event is something you would like to attend. If it is, we'd love to see you there. It's going to be packed with great information if you want to turn your interest into income because you need multiple streams of income so we can create that financial security by monetizing what you already know. Okay, with that, let's get on to the podcast today. Today, I want to talk about worry and self-talk, and I hope I get through all of it. I'm going to start with self-talk because I think that is is quite important. And if you if you don't think you have self-talk, you need to, to listen to yourself because I think most people do have self-talk one way or another. A friend of mine, Frank Lewis, he talks about the bully he has a speech about about bullying, and he's talking about the bully that's inside your head and what it does to you and, and what it can do both plus and minus for you. Okay, so let's get this thing. So I heard this quote or saw this on Facebook. I don't even remember where I saw it. I have a problem with all these things that I, these cool quotes and stuff that I don't remember where they came from. I believe this was from Richard Paul Evans, his book and planner or organizer that he's launching. If you were to talk to your friend like you talk to yourself, would you still be friends? When I saw this or heard this, it really made me think and and question, wow, that's true. And 
the funny part about it, it can be yourself. It could be maybe people who are real close to you that you think they have to accept you. But if you talk in your head, I mean, sometimes I self-talk in Japanese and I call myself a baka, which is a really bad word in Japanese, but it, it translated directly, basically calling myself a fool. You know, you're you're foolish. But in Japanese, it, it has a, a connotation that's a lot worse. Anyway, I find myself calling me that when I do something stupid or do something wrong, which isn't a good thing. So let's let's think about this. You're you're sometimes your own worst critic or the biggest bully. You're you're the biff of back to the future to yourself. And the problem is you need to not be George McFly, at least the George McFly in the first Back to the Future. You know, like I said, most of us have that negative self-talk, self-talk. But what do we, what can we do about it? And in full disclosure, I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'm just sharing my thoughts from my own experiences and my own my own feelings. I'm not one that is perfect at this at all. But I think I've grown up with, I don't know, I think I have enough confidence or, you know, grown up with the name Bart. I fought a lot in school in in both um, grade school and high school. It's kind of like the the Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue. I kind of think it made me tougher and made me let things just, you know, just the the water run off my back is what I what I think I'm I am. But but still. I talk to myself a lot in that sometimes I say, like I said, the Baca thing, or here's one that's big for me. When I'm not when I'm not performing to what I think is my potential, which is basically all the time, because I do believe I have a lot more to give that I that I hold back. But sometimes I could I can call myself lazy. I think a lot of us may not be reaching our potential. And when we're performing at a lower level, I, I think sometimes we do call ourselves lazy. Can you can you guys relate to that? And that's not what we, we should be doing. I mean, that self-talk is not good for us. I think what the self-talk does for us is it could manifest. And Kelly Walker, I know you're going to laugh at me for saying this because you know I don't like the word manifest. I believe it's you're trying to make something appear that's that's not caused by by your your thoughts it's sometimes i relate it and this may be my problem my hang up with with manifesting i it's kind of funny i believe in visualization vision boards and and creating your optimism and and but i call it focus not visualize not um i call it visualization or focus not manifesting sorry kelly but and I'm not, and I'm not trying to to down on on you and what you do because I believe what you do is important. I just call it focus. I I, I feel better with that word. So I think I was starting to mention about the the commercial on TV that sometimes runs late at night. That is the the magic holy water. I don't even know what it's called. But you have these testimonials of people saying, yeah, I ordered my magic holy water and I got it and a check for $40,000 showed up in my mailbox. Well, number one, if a check really did show up in your mailbox for $40,000, it was probably because of something you did, not because of the, the holy water or the rainwater or whatever it was that I saw a long time ago. So my point being here is your negative thoughts can actually cause you to go that direction. Okay, I'm lazy. I'm lazy. I'm lazy. Pretty soon you're going to become lazy. And, <clears throat> or 
I'm a baka, I'm a baka, I'm a baka. And pretty soon I'm a baka. And for my Japanese friends that listen to this, I, I'm not, I don't mean to be swearing on, on the radio or on the podcast, not on the radio. So what do we do for this? What can we do to, to stop this? Here's what helped me. And if you are anything like me, this, this could, be, could help you. I think the most important thing is awareness. You need to realize that you're saying and thinking these things. I'm in Toastmasters, and they have what they call an Awe Masters report that they give after ev- after every meeting that counts your ahs, your ums, your so's, your ands, the filler words that you use during the during your speech. And it's funny how once you you realize that you're saying these words. Whatever your favorite word may be, it could be ah, it could be um, it could be and, it could be a lot. Mine happens to be so, and I still say it, but I don't say it as much as I used to. But once you once you get an idea of what your favorite words are, the words that you lose a lot, use a lot, you start to catch yourself. And as you continually catch yourself, you'll significantly use that word less. I believe it's the same with self-talk. If you recognize, if you know that you're doing something, you'll start to catch yourself as you're doing it, and it will reduce, number one, whether you finish the sentence or not, but then eventually you're going to stop saying it altogether or reduce it significantly. One of the things that Richard Paul Evans does is he says to himself every morning, today I will treat myself like someone I love. I believe that him doing this it makes him aware continually throughout the day. And he may even say this two or three times a day. I don't know. After, maybe even after every time he, he catches himself to say something negative about himself, he says it. I think that would help because then you you start to reframe what you're thinking into, today I will treat myself like someone I love. I think that's an awesome reminder and it'll it'll help you overcome this negative self-talk. Now, I want to be a little bit real here, and and this may get me in trouble, and I'm okay with that. But here's the truth. Some of the things that we say to ourselves may have an inkling of truth. If I'm not performing to my highest ability and I call myself lazy, it's it's got a tad bit of truth there. I am a little bit lazy, but... I don't need this pointed out 20 times a day. That's not going to help me. And so the point here that I'm trying to make is that some of the stuff we say to ourselves may be tr- somewhat true, and we need to realize that. So when, you're, when you hear these things that you say to yourself, take the criticism and take what is powerful for you, okay, and, and, and then reframe it. So when you're speaking and you have the Awe Master Report come out and you hear that you're saying so a lot or and or whatever the word is in speaking you just don't say it you leave a pause you leave a space because usually the filler words come in when you're trying to think about something and like i just said and there <laughs> and you you just need to do something and you so you put in and or um or so or but you're just trying to gather your thoughts and you can just cut that word out and have silence while you're thinking but when it comes to negative self-talk, in my opinion, you can't do that. You need to to rephrase whatever it is you're saying. And so let's say I'm not performing to my highest ability and I call myself lazy. Well, I stop that and I take it in 
And I said, okay, I'm not performing to my highest ability. What do I need to do to help create myself performing to the level that I want to be happy with or that I would be happy with? So I would rephrase that to today I'm going to perform to my highest level, to the, to the ability that I have or to my best ability. With that rephrasing, it's kind of like, like visualization. Before I do it, if I start my day with that, before I do it, it'll help me focus so that I don't waste time. Whether it's on Facebook or whether it's with a game or whether it's watching TV. And I think that's something that is important. We, we rephrase that. Now, I did a little research before I, I made this podcast. And, and so, so I did research. I also asked questions on Facebook to see what other people do. And it's kind of funny how everybody knows that it's there. Everybody is trying to do something to fix it. And it's just whatever works for you. So from the study, there's been, or from the article that I pulled up, there's been dozens of studies that have been done to test the effects of both negative and positive reinforcement in your head. So visualization or or self-negative and positive self-talk and that it that it helps with good or bad goals. So from the study, one of the there's five things you can do to help prevent this. Listen critically critically to your inner crit- critic is number 1. Create psychological distance from yourself. Fit your conversation to your goal and treat yourself as a friend. Say I don't instead of I can't. So there's there's five things there that you can do. So let's take a look here at number one. Listen critically to your inner critic. In situations where your mind is just going crazy and and talking to yourself, listen to those things and and it's kind of like I said about some of those things could be valuable things that you need to change. So listen to them objectively and take out, keep the good, things that you need to change, throw away the bad, and then rephrase the question to where it's going, or the statement or question to where it's going to help you. Take, for example, the fact that I'm not performing to my highest ability. So me calling myself lazy doesn't do me justice, doesn't do me any good. But if I take that and and transform it, like I said earlier, to today I'm going to perform to my highest ability. If I say that a couple of times during the day, it's going to it's going to keep me focused on what it is I want to do. So I really I really like that. Listen critically to your inner critic and keep what you need to throw away what you don't and then reshape it. Number two is create a psychological distance from yourself. So if I can stand back from myself and look at the situation objectively, I can ask myself, okay, why do I think I'm lazy? What is it that I need to do to reverse that or to fix that problem? And once I have that all set up, I can get rid of the guilt or the the stress that's involved with all that and, and just makes it makes it more positive. Also helps with the reframing when I can step back and say, okay, I need to do X, Y, Z today so that I don't feel like I am lazy and that I'm more productive. Number three is fit your conversation into your goal. Then I change the conversa- conversation to my goal. Okay, I want to be pr- productive today. I create specific things that I need to do during the day to make myself more productive and make this more of a goal instead of a a positive outcome instead of a negative outcome. 
Number four, treat yourself as a friend. So it goes back to the question at the beginning. If I talk to a friend like I talk to myself, would he still be my friend? Or what Richard Paul Evans does is he tells himself every morning, today I will treat myself like someone I love. So I think that will just be a reminder to help you and help you to reinforce the stuff that you that you do. Like, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at doing a podcast. You, I may not be as good as John Lee Dumas or some of the big podcasters out there, but let's look at the difference. Let's bring it back to reality. This is podcast number 10 versus podcast number 1,000 or 400 or whatever the number might be. It goes back to actually number one, you know, listen critically to your critic and bring it into reality. <laughs> That's the best thing I can say right now is bring it into reality to where you're looking at the, okay, I'm not good as compared to who. A friend of mine, Dr. Paul Jenkins, says it this way, a sixth grader is an expert to a third grader. A third grader isn't an expert to a sixth grader, but a 12th grader is an expert to a sixth grader. And so y'all, you got to bring it all back in perspective. Number five from the article, this is the last one, is say, I don't instead of I can't. There's been experiments done by a Vanessa Patrick, professor of marketing at the University of Houston, found that if people say I don't instead of I can't, it communicates that you don't do it, not that you can't. Whereas I can't communicates a, a limitation or a limiting belief, a constraint. So when you say I don't, it gives you a feeling that you can change it. And so if you are going to have negative thoughts or negative, say something negative, use I don't instead of I can't. I can't buy those shoes until pay payday. It means you, your, your brain is hearing I can't. But if you say, I don't buy those shoes until payday, then it says that you that you will eventually buy those shoes. So that's from the article that I read. Now I want to share some of the responses I got from my Facebook post that I put out there about, about limiting, not limiting beliefs, about negative self-talks and what self-talk and what other people do. Victoria Winsett wrote... That she, that she works with self-talk every day. She's a clinical, uh, no, she's a psychotherapist. And she teaches three steps, which is similar to everything we've been talking about here. Awareness, questioning, and replacing. And I believe what she says there falls into what I've been talking about from the beginning. You need to be aware about it, because if you're not aware, aware about it, you can't change it. Questioning. I believe that falls into, okay, there is possibly some truth there. Let's be realistic and keep what we need, throw away what we don't need, rephrase it to where it is a goal for us, replacing it with a goal. Here's another one that's kind of funny. This is from Tamara Bosshart. Tamara Bosshart. Thank you for this. I got a chuckle out of it. And she, this is what she says. I'm reading her words exactly. You might laugh, but this really, but it really works for me. I have installed an imaginary flush handle right by the temple of my head, and when I catch myself in a negative dialogue, I simply flush it. I can hear the water drain, I can see my thoughts go down, and I know it sounds really weird, but I swear it helps. The particular thoughts never return. Oh, and then she finishes, don't worry. You're the only one that knows it's there. No one else can see the little flush handle. <laughs> Thanks for your response, Tamara. And then Sarah Susavo 
recognize it, get the emotion out, and positively reframe it. So it seems like we had, and I had many other ones. I just picked a few, but I think I'm going to end it today. I I said I was going to talk about worry. I'll pick worry up on the next one. I'll just leave you with one little tease about the worry podcast that's coming up. My dad used to say it this way. As a kid, when I was worrying about something, he would say 95% of the stuff you worry about doesn't happen anyway, so don't waste your time worrying. So we're going to talk about worry on another podcast. Thanks for listening today. I hope you got some great value out of this talk on on self-talk, and I hope you improve your self-talk. I would say do what Richard Paul Evans does. When you have negative self-talk, remind yourself by saying out loud, or maybe in your head depending on where you're at, Today, I will treat myself like someone I love. Or you can always ask yourself the question, if I was to talk to a friend like I talk to myself, would he or she still be my friend? I think those are two great ideas that will help you you improve your self-talk. So be aware of what you're saying to yourself. Take those action steps to retrain your brain, reduce your negative self-talk, and increase your positive self-talk. I hope this was helpful. Look forward to the next interview. Uh, The next interview we have coming up, I'm not sure who it is, so I I wish I could give you a tease. But if you are interested in coming to the Turn Your Interest into Income event, remember it is October 26th. Go to monetizeyourmindset.com. You can get a free side hustle cheat sheet that I've created there. And then it'll go to the next page. Once you get to the next page, you can see more about the event and sign up if you're so inclined. It's going to be a great event. A lot of good speakers, a lot of good trainers, a lot of good information there. Thanks again for listening to the Monetize Your Mindset podcast, and we will see you next time. Until then, let's go monetize it. Thanks for listening. Remember, monetize your mindset. Build financial security by monetizing what you already know so that you will always have the resources to deal with whatever happens when what happens, happens. Follow us on Facebook and at BartMerrill.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.